What's up, everyone? This is the Trumpet of Truth podcast. It's been a long time since the last we spoke. We back. We back. Um, today, we're going to talk about Halloween and some darkness that surrounds that entire holiday. Mm-hmm. So I thought we'd first start off by introducing Mr. Jalen Taylor. He's Hello. Co- he's come to help us out tonight um, to shed some light on some darkness. Amen. Thank you so. for having me. I appreciate it. Um, I was telling Jacob that probably a week before he called me, I had actually been praying about, you know, if the Lord wanted me to do a whole message on this. Um, I had planned on bringing this up during my sermon and so it was actually an answer to prayer whenever Jacob reached out to me about this. So praise God for that. Yeah. So with all that being said, I think we want to start off with just kind of giving you guys each of our individual experiences with Halloween and the darknesses we participated in, either knowingly or unknowingly, as um, teenagers and adolescent. So yeah. you, want, like you want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Uh, mine's kind of boring anyway. <laughs> uh, growing up, I grew up in a Southern Baptist household. <laughs> um, I really was not allowed to really celebrate Halloween. I mean, I I can maybe count on like two or three times that I went with some of my friends and I was like dressed up as a Disney character. Um, never watched scary movies in my house. I mean, I dabbled in that in like high school and college, but my parents like very, very strongly disapproved of that and um I can every time I think of something scary I can remember what my dad said when I was really little like Allie those images don't go away when you see something scary those stay in your your mind forever um and it that reigns true yeah you can't <laughs> for sure you, you can't unsee you stuff. can't unsee stuff and so sure. I um thankfully I was very sheltered growing up and I did not have a big experience with Halloween. Um, I will say that I did dabble in scary movies and stuff like that in college, and it always left me feeling very terrified, very scared. There was no fruit from it, um, and it was just nothing godly was in it at all. It was all darkness. And I did it for the purpose of entertainment. I did it for the purpose of, oh, I'm watching it with my my boyfriend. Fitting in. Yeah, fitting in. I'm watching it with my boyfriend and we can, you know, cuddle close and it would be scared together. I I didn't have any um, ill intentions in it. um, But just because my intentions were quote unquote good doesn't mean that it was still not bad. It was bad. So that's kind of my testimony. I didn't have much much to do with the scary, demonic Halloween when I was little. Well, I'll uh, take the second because I know Jacob has a more personal testimony. I'm just basically going to say growing up, um, I was raised, one part of my household was addiction, you know, and the other part of my household was was a godly household. So there were two different households I was raised in, and both of them allowed me to trick or treat every year, allowed um, scary movies, you know, all that kind of stuff. And even up into the time that I got saved, the first year or two, I didn't really think much about Halloween until probably the last five or six years that God really changed my heart about it, um, which is what we're going to talk about tonight. Mm -hmm. But I'm just like you with the scary movie stuff, which I don't watch at all now, but used to when I would watch them growing up, same thing. You would, I would even have nightmares at times. Mm -hmm. And you, I remember 
um, even at the end of like a movie, you would almost feel this emptiness there. Like you said, the no fruit thing. Um, there's, it's like, why did I watch this? What's the point of this? You know, even with a regular show, sometimes you watch and there's no redemption. There's nothing there. You know, it's no point of it. So, but yeah, that's that's how I was raised with Halloween. Was, you know, it's just having fun and never really had a rebuke from it growing up. Uh, my parents were fine with it. You know, we always went trick or treating. So. That's kind of where I come from. Yeah, so I guess it's my turn. Um, now, if my mom and dad listen to this, I'm not saying my upbringing was dark and demonic by any means. But we were exposed to some darkness. And I think unknowingly, and I, and I would even go as far as say as if, like if I asked my parents today, like if that's something they've repented of, I would I would bet you that they repented of doing some of the stuff or letting us do some of the stuff that that we did. Um, so from a very young age, my my aunt, my dad's sister, she babysit us all the time, um, and I can remember like seeing my first horror movie. It was It, the clown oh, yeah. movie. I hadn't even started school yet, wow. so I was five years young, five years or younger, yeah. and forever I was terrified of clowns couldn't go to the bathroom because there was this yeah yeah. Uh, for years I couldn't go to the bathroom by myself because there's a scene where his hands come out of the the shower deal and the the toilet and so I was like really terrified to go in the bathroom by myself and it was just like it was unnecessary fear and um I can still remember my aunt her and her friends dressing up in like the um the scream outfit and standing outside of me and my brother's window when we were little kids at night and, and tapping on the window and scaring us. And then she would also do some stuff that like dress up and intentionally try to scare us. Like even when my grandma was babysitting us, uh, because my aunt's like 12 or 13 years younger than my dad. So she was like a teenager when I was, you know, a little boy. And, um, of course she was just being a teenager and, and having fun and probably doesn't, didn't really mean to traumatize us. But looking back now, it, it sure did. It affected me for, for several years after all that. Um, but you know, you get to be 12 years old or so and that kind of stuff becomes like normal. And of course my parents were both believers, both Christian raised us Christian, raised us to put our faith in Christ. So we knew that, like I always knew that the things of the darkness couldn't hurt me, but there was still fear there because you're a child, you know, you shouldn't be exposed to that stuff. And, um, so Anyways, as you get older, that stuff kind of becomes normal. And so I was, was, would watch horror movies and, of course, have nightmares. My parents can attest to me, like, doing, like, sleepwalking and having night terrors when I was a little kid. And um, at the time, our pediatrician was just like, oh, he's eating sweets and stuff too late at night. But I believe now that it was probably something that I was exposed to, yeah. you know, at a young age. An and open it, door in your life. Right, yeah, that that probably was um, afflicting me, you know, and I think it was just, I didn't know it, I was a kid, and I don't think my parents knew it, um, and they, there are some other things that I probably won't, I won't touch on, because they're too personal, and I don't want to, I don't want to um, besmirch my upbringing or nothing like that, but there are some other things that were kind of traumatic, and stuff that happened on Halloween, and, and leading up to Halloween, so we, we trick-or-treated, we did the haunted houses, we did the mazes, well, we... Not as a family, we did the mazes, but we did go to a couple haunted houses together and and stuff like that. And I remember specifically, like when all of it became like super real for me was when I watched the Paranormal Activity movies. 
as a teenager. And then that was like the switch for me to where like, okay, this is like really, really wrong. Like that's when I got really convicted, but I never gave into that conviction until I became an adult. Allie and I went and watched horror movies in high school. We watched a matter house at my house, uh, tried to scare each other, stuff like that. And, um, yeah, just raised it in, in you, you don't know it when you're in it, yeah. but it's all chucked up to innocent fun with, you know, not bad intentions. But like Ali said, just because your intentions are really good doesn't mean what you're doing is good. So anyways, that's kind of my testimony. Finally come out of that as an adult and uh, we don't let our kids participate in Halloween. We, d- we haven't watched any horror movies in a long time yeah. and yeah, kind of right. left that life behind us. You can kind of talk about like our second conviction was when we listened to the origins. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the origins of, oh, ha- of Halloween? Yeah. I got you. I so that, that's kind of all that to say, like we were super convicted on it. We heard a sermon of Greg Locks, which I know a lot of people don't like him and we kind of haven't listened to him in a while. It's not because we don't like him or nothing like that, but we listened to this about what, three years ago, mm-hmm. this sermon, it was called, uh, why I told Halloween to go to hell. And he touched on some origins of that holiday. Wow. And, uh, man, it was like super duper convicting because there are a lot of things that we do in America to celebrate Halloween that have very, very dark, demonic um, origins. Like, it's it's really sick. So, you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. So, essentially... Halloween it started as the celebration of Sam Hain, which is not pronounced that way. It's pronounced Sow in Sow in. I think it's how it's pronounced. But um, it was over in Europe, in what we'd call like modern day Ireland or Scotland, or the United Kingdom, kind of around that area throughout Europe. In this religious fanatic group called the uh, the Druids, they would um kind of impose their will on the people living in their communities with this false worship, almost a satanic worship. And they had this God, Sam Hain, and they believed that on the 31st of October, that the veil between uh, the supernatural and the natural was at its thinnest. So what they would do was um, they would do these rituals to try to get knowledge, to try to get wealth and all sorts of other things from these demons and these people, these souls that had pa- passed away the year before that would come back to haunt um, the people in these areas. So these druids would do like sacrifices. They would, they would do like blood offerings. They would, you know, do all sorts of evil in the name of ritualistic tradition for these false, this false Sam Hain God, Lord of the death. I think, or Lord of death mm-hmm. is what um, that name means. <clears throat> you know, and all of this information can literally be found on the historychannel.com. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I read like three or four different articles on Sunday preparing for this, trying to, you know, compare different articles and what people were saying. And, and this is generally the most the most common. What I'm going to tell you is history. the most yeah. this, what I'm going to tell you is the most common theme that I found. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the phrase trick or treat. Um, these the belief of these druids was is that the the people that had died the year before or demons these evil spirits would come to these communities these places and if you didn't have um if you didn't participate in the sacrifices or the rituals if you didn't place the treat for the demons 
you would get the trick from the demons. They would torment you. So out of fear of being tormented, people would offer their children up for human sacrifice. They would offer their daughters up for sexual sacrifices. Um, they would have big, where we get the word bonfire comes from bone fires. They would, they would kill these kids and lay them on this demonic altar and sprinkle their blood on this altar and, and summon and these know, devils. For, for anyone that thinks, oh, well, you know, that may not be true. Even in scripture, it talks about they offered their children to Molech, mm-hmm. which was a which was a false god, mm-hmm. that they would let their children go th- in the belly of this idol, and they would. It's called passing through the fire, mm-hmm. and that's talked about throughout the old covenant. So pagan nations have done this in different ways. So for pe- anyone that lives in modern day America that thinks, oh, that's all just no, this is real history. This is real things that happen. I just wanted to. Share that because even in Scripture they were doing this we, kind we, of stuff. Yeah, we see similar things in Scripture. Yeah, yes. you know, in the Old Testament. So, um, uh, bonfire. Anyways, yeah, the, the the word bonfire was actually bone fire. After they'd done um, all their sacrifices with animals, children, you know, whatever, you they'd scoop all the remains up and they'd pile them up and burn them, the bones. That's where we get the word bonfire from. Yeah. Bone fire, isn't that? I mean, just. The imagery really, really, uh, Shook it, yeah, it shakes me even just talking about it, even though I've read about it for the last couple of years and have previous knowledge about this stuff. It's still, mm-hmm. it's pretty sick. <clears throat> so there's the, the trick or treat and then, you know, all the sacrificing and even like the jack-o'-lantern. Mm-hmm. So apparently what they would do, these, 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 pe- these, uh, druids and these people that live in these communities with them, they would take the jack-o'-lantern and, uh, or a pumpkin or a gourd and they'd carve a demonic face in it and then hollow it out and put a candle in it. And that would let the demons know that they participated and to pass through their, their house without bothering them. Wow. Don't trick us. We've already laid our treat out. Mm-hmm. And then they would also dress up in costumes. They would dress up as, as, um, you know, evil spirits. I mean, just anything witches. you can think of that. Yeah. yeah witches, uh, ghosts, goblins, ghouls. I mean, anything you can think of that's grotesque and, is and demonic connection to someone was telling me they would dress up as demonic things to also scare some of the spirits away. Yeah. As well. they, they would try to scare the spirits and then blend in. Yeah. So the spirit, you know what I mean? They would try to, to, to look alike and, and, and then also scare the spirits away. Um, so that's where we get the dressing up for, for costumes and asking, you know, at the door trick or treat have you laid the treat out or do we need to trick you yeah. torment you so um yeah it's all i mean the whole dressing up trick-or-treating halloween it's it's really really dark at its origins really yeah. dark is there anything you guys that, I, that i'm missing that you want to well, add i think this is a really good time for me to kind of share a little bit out of what you're talking about with with what the word says because a lot of people will say, well, you know, that was back then, so why does it matter today if we're just having fun? Yeah. But, you know, God's Word, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, in, in the Bible, these were abominable practices. These were literally things in Scripture that you would be killed for in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't, um, you know, they don't read their Bible as, as believers, let alone study um, the old covenant and, and God's glory and holiness was so on display that he held Israel to a high standard mm-hmm. in his word. And so witchcraft, 
false prophets, people who practice divination, all of these kinds of things, God would literally have them stoned or have them killed. And he would say, put evil away from you. Mm -hmm. So God is a God of separation. You know, we see in scripture, he divided the light from the darkness. And all throughout scripture, God is separating. He separates the saved from the lost. Mm -hmm. He separates the world from the kingdom. He separates Satan and and his kingdom from God's kingdom and Christ. He separates those who are lukewarm, uh, who who maybe are false converts from those who are truly believers in Christ, who are truly born again. He separates wickedness from holiness. All throughout his scripture, we see a line of separation. Yeah, and so just to add to that, you may be like, well, Jalen, it's got dark origins, and we know what the Bible says, but how literally is what I'm doing considered darkness? I'm just letting my kid get candy. Like, how is that? participating in darkness. And I just want to share some things with you from um, the perspective of a person who's a Satan worshiper. I did a little bit of Google Googling uh, before we started this. Well, a couple days ago, because I, I, um, I want to put my money where my mouth is. You know, if I'm going to say it's, it's relevant then I want to tell you what the other side believes. Yes. And so I went on the website, the satanic temple church website, and you can find all this information. It's right there in the open. Um, but before I do that, I'm going to read you a quote from Anton LaVey, who was the um, founder of the Satanic Church in the 1960s. And he is on record saying, I'm glad Christians let their kids worship Satan at least one night a year. Yes. Speaking of Halloween. So if the guy who worships Satan says that, yeah, you're letting your kids worship Satan. Yeah. You know, if he believes it, you ought to, too. Yes. And, you know, Anton LaVey, he was the person who on camera... He would try to downplay Satanism because he was the founder of the Church of Satan. He would say, oh, it's, you know, we're just having fun. But they have quotes from him and and people that he talked to, multiple witnesses, who said he absolutely knew this was the world of darkness. He knew he was truly serving Satan. That, Mm -hmm. you know, when he was on a big interview, he kind of like Marilyn Manson does, Mm -hmm. you know, the rock singer. He'll kind of play around, oh, well, I'm a priest in the Church of Satan, or I'm involved, and he'll tear up Bibles, and he'll, it's all just art, which I'm I'm shocked that people that are Christians would actually go with that. I mean, you have to have a low level of discernment. (laughs) But Anton LaVey literally admitted that, yes, the satanic world is real. This really is real. He knew he was serving darkness. You know, so when he says this, this is a real thing where he saw that we are allowing our children to walk in the same way. We are opening the door for them, you know. Yeah, and so to add to that, on their website, the Satanic Church Temple website, they have a deal where it shows the holidays that they recognize because they, rec- you know, just like Catholics will recognize different holidays, you know, and, and vice versa. Rent. So, <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of in like um, Mormons and Muslims, they all, we all have different holidays that we celebrate, you know. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Let's click on it. Let's see what holidays they recognize. So they recognize the holiday that's uh, called, it's on February 15th, Lupercalia or Lupercalia. I don't know how to pronounce it, but that's about the only way I can figure it out. And that is the day that they celebrate sexual liberation. Uh, April 30th, another hard one to say, Hexenachant. Or Hexenat. Hexenat. Sounds Russian. Anyways, that day they honor all of the people who fell victim to witch hunts or satanic panic. Mm-hmm. 
So if people are like, oh, she's a witch, or oh, she's demon, or he, or whatever, they're afflicted by the, or they're of the devil, they were killed. Mm-hmm. So it honors those who fell to that. Um, July 25th is their unveiling day, they call it, and this celebrates religious plurality, and it sheds archaic superstition. That's their goal, to shed archaic superstition. Mm-hmm. You know, and superstition is just like, it's a fancy way to say like, Confusion or um, I, what, what's the word I'm looking for, Dylan? Help me out. Well, really, spiritual confusion or looking at something almost in like a mystical way. Right. Well, we talked about the cat, black cat crossing your path, mm-hmm. and someone will say, "Well, I'm not a superstitious person," or you know, if someone gets the wrong number, number six or something, and they, "Oh, I want a different number." You know, that's that's superstition. You're <laughs> literally reading omens. You're looking into things and getting like afraid. You know, of an unreasonable things. fear, almost. Yes. Yeah, and, and confusion, which, like you said, it's like causing you to think about things, and you're not looking to God. You're you're looking to all these weird spiritual things, worried. And I've yeah. known people like that that legitimately, and, with black cats crossing their path, <laughs> get and, afraid and stuff. And on that day, they try to shed it. Wow, that's what they try to you know really push that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the next holiday they celebrate, fourth one of the year out of five, is Halloween. And in the description, this says the celebration or slash indulgence to embrace darkness and wickedness in all of its aesthetic. I wanted to add something before I forget. When they talked about the satanic panic, and this is something that if you're if you're a Christian listening to this or even a non-believer, you know, I pray this God would use this podcast to bring you to Christ, that you could be forgiven and have salvation. So people will get mad at Christians you know, we're going to keep talking about this, and you can probably already tell that we're all anti-Halloween, and we're trying to explain it to you. But they'll get mad at us for taking a stand and saying, hey, we believe God's Word. But then you turn around and you look at what people allow, what they allow in their life. They allow all these dark things. They allow all this worldly stuff. They allow these these singers and these pop stars and these people who are half naked and on the TV in front of their children, they allow all this stuff, these movies and this cussing and all this. And then they get angry when we try to speak about godliness. When we say, hey, we want to separate from this darkness. We want to look to Christ. We want to live a Christ-centered life. And if that means we're, like you said, missing out on some things, which it's not really missing out. But I don't know, when you said that word satanic panic, it kind of triggered my heart because people, instead of actually thinking about what you're talking about, instead of actually considering it and going to the scripture, you know, the word says that people suppress the truth and that others, they are willingly ignorant. They don't want to see. They yeah. literally turn away and they would rather have the blindness of their heart. You know, and that's why we're trying to show you this today, that when you're opening the door for darkness with these holidays and Halloween, you're literally opening yourself up to say, I agree with the spiritual darkness, yeah. you know? Yeah. And to add to that real quick. So the last holiday they celebrate is Sol Invictus. It celebrates, and that's on the December 25th, the same day we celebrate the birth of Christ. They celebrate being unconquered by superstition and they're consistent in their pursuit of sharing their knowledge. So, in July, halfway through the year, roughly, they're trying to shed their superstition. And then at the end of the year, they're like, oh, look at us. We're they're not afflicted. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By, we're unconquered by superstition. Oh, 
oh, we're not afraid. We, we have all the power type of deal. Okay. Um, and to add to what Jalen said, you know, these people believe this stuff. Mm-hmm. And ex-Satanist John Ramirez, who now evangelist John Ramirez, he's on quote saying, they believe in reference to people who worship the devil. They believe and say that dressing children up on that day gives demons the legal right to afflict them. Whether your intentions are innocent or not, when you participate in that type of darkness, because these people believe it and they know the spiritual realm to be true. Mm -hmm. Isn't it funny how these people who are part of this satanic movement, they're more spiritual than God's house sometimes? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? They know know spirit. There's real power in the spiritual world on both sides. God is obviously the most powerful in the name of Christ. But even in the in the book of Exodus with the magicians, they had actual occult power. It wasn't mm-hmm. just, you know, false tricks. magic tricks. They had real power given to them. And in the future, when the Antichrist come, he's going to have real demonic real power. power. And it even says he's going to do lying signs and wonders. And the false prophet is going to make a statue come alive and speak. Yeah. It speaks about this in Revelation. So people in this world of darkness, it's kind of like the world of Freemasonry. Some of them at the very entry level don't fully understand, but the deeper they get into it, there's real stuff that goes on there. And and in the world of Satanism, even to this day, they still sacrifice not only, you know, chickens and stuff, but they'll sacrifice children. Mm -hmm. They'll, you know, they'll do blood sacrifices. And even Megan uh, Fox and Mm -hmm. and MGK. Oh, yeah. They drink each other's blood. They drink each other's blood. They've talked about her words, not ours. Yeah, that's her words on video. They, I mean, and it, to them, it's a, they joke, but it's real. It's real darkness. Well, she's admitted that it's ritualistic. They do it, yeah, as, as a, ritual. a ritual. Yes, you know, they, and they you believe can in see it. See the darkness too. Yeah. You know, there's there's a real spiritual darkness. So these things are real. You know, that like I said, some people might do it as a joke, and you know, these and they're still in darkness too. Like you said, even if they don't know. But these people that are getting deeper into this. They like John Ramirez. He was high in the Church of Satan. He was high in yeah, that. Yeah. On stuff. a side note, if you've never heard his testimony, yes. go check it out. It's it's John like Ramirez. it'll blow your mind. It blew me away. Yeah. When I listened to it here not too long and ago, and he was he was deep into the witchcraft world, and he talked about real power that people had that they would put hexes on each other, they would put curses and yeah, all this kind of stuff. He would even say like he he could conjure up a ritual and put so much witchcraft on someone he could destroy them or even kill them yeah yeah and this is real stuff and you know even in the the acting world there's been different actors who have talked about the demonic power even the guitar player from acdc angus young Mm -hmm. talked about when he went on stage it was like an entity would take him over in the music world Mm -hmm. a lot of these people have given their self over bob dylan was quoted as saying that he made a deal with the ruler of this world and he's fulfilling his deal. He said his songs were magical and yeah. he couldn't write those songs anymore. Well, and, and Beyonce, she says that she has Sasha Fierce yes. take over her and perform. Like, it's not her performing, it's someone else performing. That's demonic. <laughs> yes, and isn't it amazing with someone like Beyonce or even Katy Perry, at first glance... They seem like bubblegum pop, Mm -hmm. but even if you look at their lyrics, Mm -hmm. very demonic, very dark, very ungodly, and they openly admit these things. Katy Perry has openly admitted. So this is a very real world of darkness. And the reason I think you mostly wanted to do this, not only for our love for the church, but for children, Mm -hmm. to protect the children, you know. 
So yeah, I I I wish that when I was a kid, an adult would have said, "Hey, we're not we're not going to participate in the horror movie. We're not going to the haunted houses. I don't care how bad you want to go or how funny you think it is. We're not doing it." Yes, that would have saved me a lot of. F- just unnecessary fear. I, I was scared of the dark till I was like, I don't know, 20. Wow. Really? Yeah, and, I mean, and I remember being a little kid. My grandpa tells a story, and this is kind of off topic a little bit, but when I was a little kid, I hated the dark. I'd been scared and traumatized, you know. Most kids are afraid of the dark anyways, but I was really afraid of the dark. And um, I remember one time I was leaving my grandparents' house, and I told my grandpa, and I was like, Grandpa, I don't like the dark. And he looked at me dead face, and he was in his 50s probably. He goes, Jakey, I don't like the dark either. <laughs> and he was afflicted by, at a young age, something that made him afraid of the dark. Yeah. And he still has trouble sleeping at night. He doesn't like, he just like, I don't like the dark. <laughs> when it goes dark, I don't like it. Mm. And I don't know if he needs to be delivered you know? of, a, <laughs> of a fear of darkness or something, but he does, man. He doesn't sleep good, and he's always hated the dark. And it just goes to show you how how just something can latch to you and give you fear that is totally unnecessary and totally unreasonable. Well, the Bible talks about the spirit of fear, the yeah. actual demonic spirit. It's a spirit, spirit yeah. Yeah, 2 Timothy 1 and yep. 7, we know for God has not given us the spirit, spirit of fear. fear. See, there's, there's at least three different kinds of fear, uh, really four, the fear of man, which, you know, is linked with the spirit of fear. There's the spirit of fear, which is a satanic fear, an actual demonic spirit that can either possess you, attach to you, enter you, or just be, you know, whatever. In Afflict different you ways. anyway, yeah. Afflict you, and that's that unreasonable fear. There's the fear of God, which is a healthy fear. This is a good a fear. Yeah. And this is where most of America is not living. Most of the world is not living. We have all these other fears, but we don't fear God. And then the fourth fear would be, the instinct of fear, you know, and that's actually God-given as well after the fall of man to keep you from hurting yourself and stuff like that. So not all fear is bad, but the spirit of fear, that 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 fear that makes you afraid of the dark, makes you look over your shoulder and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's not where God wants us to live. Yeah, or like the fear of like small spaces, or the fear of like like I've seen one the other day, the fear of um, like a dontophobia. It's the fear of large teeth. Isn't that weird? And that's and that's that's a real thing. Real thing. People have phobias. Yeah. Yeah. Just an irrational. Oh, I suffer fears. from odontophobia. What? I'm afraid. Of, I'm afraid of teeth. And that's, that's wow. That's I pre- never heard of it. Weird. But yeah. It's, it's a word. I mean, someone actually has that. Someone actually has it. Yeah. Wow. Wild man. Yeah. A lot of fears out there. And that just shows you, as we're saying, that the demonic world is real. You know, Ephesians chapter six verse ten talks about putting on the armor of God, and it says. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and powers of darkness, the spiritual darkness of this age, that we're actually wrestling. So this, so the Bible all throughout warns us. And for some reason, Christians, we're, we're not even just speaking right now to those who are lost. If you're listening, we pray that you'll come to Christ and this will shake you up. But we're really trying to wake up believers right now because mm-hmm. we've gotten so comfortable in the church with darkness. Yeah. Not not just in this way, yeah. well, but with sin in general. And then most of it comes from in the name of, I want to fit in. I don't want my family or kids to miss out. Yes. And that's kind of what stirred me up is, you man, you want your kids to miss out on worldly things. Christ calls us to be separate. Yeah. 
Yes. Right. Like you said earlier, before we started this, you're either walking towards light or you're walking towards darkness. There's no in between. Yes. And are you going to let your kids walk in the dark or are you going to lead them in the light? Amen. And let's talk about what Halloween celebrates. Like, can you guys think of anything good that it celebrates? Cavities? There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing redeemable about it. And that's another thing the Lord put on my heart earlier I forgot to mention is there are some things you just can't redeem. You know, yeah. the new age. Well, you can't redeem that. The Roman Catholics tried to overtake Halloween with All Saints Day. Mm. And what does that do? That celebrates worshiping saints. Dead saints. So it's not any better. Yeah, idolatry. It's idolatry. You know, you want to add something? Yeah. Um, when Jalen said that there's nothing redeemable about Halloween, I think that's where a lot of churches, especially like small town churches, struggle um, because they, they want to, they're, again, intentions are good and they want to, you know, pull people out of that Halloween culture by doing like a trunk or treat, uh, a non-scary trick or treating or this or this, but you're just, yeah, but you're just, you're, you're placating to Halloween. You're trying to redeem something that God didn't want in the first place. Like God does not want to be a part of Halloween. We're just supposed to be separate from it. And so I, you know, any churches that are struggling with this, just be different. Don't do anything on Halloween. Don't do trunk or treat. Don't do, you know, I saw, not to put them on blast, but a church in Springfield that is doing an October 31st party. And it's like, why? They're still going to have costumes. They're still going to have candy. They're still going to have all of these things. And I'm like, you're not any different than celebrating Halloween. You're just naming it something different. You're trying to redeem. Yeah, you're just repackaging. Some, you're repackaging it. Yeah. So, Instead, of, they're trying to redeem it, like you said. Sorry, that's just what yeah, <laughs> came yeah, to Yeah, well, and I've seen some posts, too, where churches are like, oh, we're going to do trunk or treat, but, uh, you know, keep the costumes not so scary. There could be little kids, yeah. and they could have nightmares. It's like, okay, well, you're just admitting right there that <laughs> there's real darkness, and there's real yeah. unreasonable fear that comes with Halloween. Why would you even, why would you even placate to it? Yeah. And the other thing with that is literally if you go to these trunk or treats – how many of them are going to be standing there boldly preaching the gospel? How many of them are going to have their pastor standing there calling people to repent, calling people to Christ? No, it's it's a party. Mm-hmm. They might hand out something. Now, on the other side of that, I have heard of some Christians who say, hey, I've got my tracks ready. If someone knocks on my door at Halloween, I'm going to answer and I'm going to preach the gospel. I know Ray Comfort will do some things like that. Amen. And in that case, but he's you know he doesn't take part. And actually... The first uh, year I mentioned this earlier, when we were talking that I got saved 18 days in my salvation, I went trick-or-treating and didn't have this conviction yet. And I actually had a ghost outfit on. And my pastor, the one who had God used him mightily, Pastor Sean Patrick, to pull me out of uh, addiction and all of that stuff. I was 18 days saved and clean and all that. And it was, you know, uh, 30 the, uh, Halloween. So I went to his church and he was handing out gospel tracts and all that kind of stuff. And he kind of gave me a mild rebuke, but he was also very kind to me because he knew I was just a new believer. But he, you know, I could tell he didn't approve, you know, but he was so kind. And it's amazing because at the time I didn't really, it didn't really click. But now here I am eight years saved and I understand why he was so loving enough to to basically say, why are you out here dressed like a ghost? You know, yeah. what, you know, is that the Holy ghost? You know, he, <laughs> I think he made a joke or something, but, but you know, yeah. he, even he was out there giving, you know, tracks out just at his church. He, he wasn't, he didn't have like a trick or treat, but he was standing there on the porch. And if people came up, he would talk to him and I went by and visited him. 
but when he saw me, he gave me a loving rebuke, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's the thing is the Lord was showing me, we don't need to hide from the truth as believers. And so if you're listening to this right now, we're giving you a loving rebuke, especially if you're more mature in Christ. Like the word is so clear about this. Do you care if I read this? Yeah, let's go. I wrote down like 15 scriptures. So if you want to just go, we'll we'll just bounce off. Let me read this and then you can read what you have. Yeah. So this is one that's so clear and, and the Bible's so clear about this. Okay. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse 14. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness Mm -hmm. and what accord has Christ with Belial. Now Belial's uh, really another word for Satan. It was also a false God in the old covenant or what part has a believer with an unbeliever and what agreement has the temple of God with idols for you are the temple of the living God. Now let me jump down to verse um, 17 just for the sake of time and everything. Therefore come out from among them and be separate says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. It's very clear. God Mm -hmm. says, what fellowship has light with darkness? Mm -hmm. None. There's no fellowship there. Come out and be separate. And to add to that, because this this, uh, New Testament verse, or what did you just read? 2 Corinthians 6. Okay, so uh, another New Testament Testament verse. This is 1 John 1, 5. This message we have heard from him, speaking of Jesus, and declare to you. God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. So there you go. There's, he's drawing a line between light and darkness. There's no darkness in God at all. Yes. What does Halloween celebrate? It celebrates darkness, murder, ghosts, goblins, witchcraft, just yeah. all th- manner of darkness. Mm-hmm. And, and he just, there's no darkness in God, yeah. only yes. light. So why are we participating in darkness? And what you just said, people need to slow down and think about that. What is it celebrating? Mm-hmm. Just the murder part. Yeah. Think about that. Even children will walk around with a knife and yeah. blood and uh-huh. and all this stuff. They go oh, to those haunted houses. Who are you being for Halloween? I'm going to dress up as Kruger. I'm going to dress yeah. up as Michael yeah. Myers. I'm dressing up as whoever, you know. I mean, if I were to dress up as Hitler, if I were to dress up as Charles Manson, what 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 about that? I mean, that's that's so evil. Mm-hmm. You're literally saying I'm pretending to be this person who's murdering, who's stabbing, who is violently killing and raping. I mean, when you really slow down to think about it or think about the witchcraft, again, something that was condemned in Scripture and people are pretending to be this, you know, so it's all about the darkness, like Jacob said. And so people need to really consider that. And so if you say, well, they're just a bumblebee, they're this or that, but you're still, you know, involved. It's no different than if I were to go to a homosexual wedding and I say, well, yeah, I'm not really supporting but I'm, I'm here, but I'm not also condemning. It's like, no, I need to be separate from that. I still love them. I'm going to preach to them. I'm, I don't hate them. But there's a place where you have to say, I can't take place in this. I can't take any part of this because this offends God. Yeah. And that's what's going to matter on the day of judgment. Absolutely. We're going to answer for ourselves, for mm-hmm. our life. We're not going to answer on who made fun of us or who, who they, what they did. God is going to open the book and he's going to look and see if our name is in his book. And even as Christians, we're going to answer for how we served God. Yeah. And, and to take that a step further, not only are we to do all those, what you just said, but, and we will answer for our own sins and stuff, but the Bible takes it a step further for believers. He says, 
You're not had to know fellowship with darkness, but expose it. Yes. That's what we're trying to do tonight. Amen. We're just trying to expose some darkness. We're trying to shine some light on some darkness Amen. to make it aware. So, you know, when you take this information in, whether it make you mad, sad, happy, whatever, whatever emotion it makes you, just know that we're just exposing darkness. Mm-hmm. Yes. And now that you're aware, if you didn't know, from this point on, you can choose to do whatever you want to do. Yes. But if you want to keep going in that darkness, then that's your rebellion. Yes. And you'll answer for it. Just like the prostitute will answer for being a prostitute, the addict, an addict, yes. the adulterer, an adulterer, all those things. Yes. So, you know, Amen. that's not me being judgmental. That's just me telling you the facts of life. Amen. I think as parents, it's also important to, uh, you will be held accountable for your children and how you raised your children and what you exposed your children to. And it's, even if it makes you mad, take a step back and look at how it's going to affect your children and, you know, take all of our testimonies in, into account and, you know, look in your own life, look at people in your life of how I, I guarantee you can draw almost a straight line if someone had a very um, demonic childhood, was very involved and stuff like that. You can almost draw an, an exact line to they're addicted to pornography. They, you know, are addicted to drugs. There's got to be something in their life because I guarantee they're afflicted by something at this point in their life because they were exposed to something at a very young age. So you you need to be, as a parent, you need to be that shield. You need to be that covering for your children. It is so important, especially in this day and time, because nobody else is going to protect them. (laughs) You know, the whole world's trying to come at them. We have to be the protection of our children. Yeah, you can't leave it up to the youth pastors to raise your <laughs> yes. kids. You can't leave it up to the school to raise your kids and, and to keep them from darkness. It's your job as, as their parents to do that. Yes. Um, and, and God will hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. The scripture gives, I think, one of the most bold promises. And I believe it's Proverbs, but I could be way off. But it says, raise a child in the way he should go. Mm-hmm. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't say... Um, they may not stray this or that, and but I can tell you that when you raise godly children, they have way more of an opportunity and chance to continue to be godly, to actually turn to Christ if they have that foundation. Even in Deuteronomy, God told them, talk about this when you walk by the way. Yeah. Place the word on the doorpost of your house. Place it on your forehead. Place it everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. And when they come and they say, what is this? And you'll say, this is the God who delivered us from the land of bondage. Mm-hmm. This is the God who brought us out, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've even seen it with your children. They talk about Jesus. They, ha- they, are, they obey you. And yes, children are still <laughs> sinful. They still are born of Adam. So they're not perfect. But you have godly children. And I have other people in my life who I've seen their children. And they're, they're, they, don't, they don't listen. You can't even call them on the phone without them screaming or yelling all the time. I mean, I've seen this just, and obviously I'm not a parent yet. I'm not married yet, but I have seen, and I was raised in a home of addiction and I, I got into addiction, you know, um, and by God's grace, I'm saved today. So God can reach anybody to to the most darkest place. The Lord can reach you. He reached the high priest in the satanic church. (laughs) Amen. 
Yeah. I mean that that's that's pretty deep. Oh, John Ramirez. John yeah, Ramirez, we yeah. talked about him earlier. Yes. Yeah, he he was like one of the highest. He, in his own words, he said he he was uh, about as high as you could go. Amen. Because he said, you know, Satan runs his um, church, quote unquote, um, like a military. And there's rankings. Yes. And you and you climb the ranks by steps, and uh, according to him, he was pretty high up. Well, the deception in the satanic churches, they are taught that they will have a kingdom. They don't actually believe they're going to go to hell and burn. They actually believe that they're going to help Satan run hell or have some kind of kingdom. I mean, this is what a lot of them actually believe. Well, because he's deceived them. Yeah, it's deception. They're they're so silly that when they do this astral projection, when they do these different things where um, they're involving themselves with demons and they're talking and they're communicating, this is just a lie. The Bible says he's a liar and he's a deceiver and roaming to devour I mean, these are all things not from. I mean, he's he's not a good leader. I mean, I mean, he's very orderly, but ultimately, he's telling you lies. So, um, if someone's listening, um, I don't know how before they click off or something. I do want to say this: if you're saying, "Well, what what do I do?" We're telling you from this moment on. Really, you should turn away from Halloween. You should say, you know what, I'm not going to go trick-or-treating with my kids. I'm not going to, you know, take part in the school parties or the, you know, and it might, you might feel like you're embarrassed at first. It might feel, you know, whatever the case is, but it's way better to stand for the Lord, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, and with our own experience, you will actually feel judgment from people who are saying you're being judgmental yeah instead of people <laughs> just that saying weird? i can respect that yeah you know we're, we're not on oh here you think hateful. you're better than us because you don't celebrate halloween we're not as good as you yeah. it's like no i just i just don't feel like waking up with my kid at two in the morning because he's having nightmares yeah i just want to protect him from those things i don't want him to i don't want my kids to see commercials for scary movies on tv Amen. you know so Oh, brother, they're going to miss out on so much. Oh, sweet. I hope they do. Yeah. You know, like we said earlier, the Christ calls us to be separate from the world. Mm-hmm. And Halloween is very American and it's very of the world. Yeah. And uh, we'll be separate from it. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, and, and um, if you need encouragement in that, reach out to any of us. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. there is a stance to be taken on this issue. I mean, there really is. And, um, like Ali said earlier, there's nothing, there's nothing that's been stamped with approval from God on Halloween. Mm -hmm. And that's what we mean when we say it's not redeemable. We're not saying you're not redeemable. Anyone that's listening right now, there is redemption at the cross of Christ. Mm -hmm. We're saying the action itself and, and taking part in that, there's nothing you can take and say, well, now it's Christian, just like the new age. And some churches are trying to do this. They're trying to take new age practices i've seen this with angel cards mm-hmm. yeah. literally just christian tarot cards. angel numbers yeah, yeah all kinds of stuff there's even a uh, a uh, holy spirit ouija board oh i heard about that yeah, yeah. and See, to, to add to my testimony i have seen family and friends play with ouija boards too wow i've been in the same room when that's been done so 
another thing that I opened myself up to when I was a kid. That's what I wanted to give a testimony about a family member. So this stuff is very real. Is that okay if I share yeah, that? Yeah, did we finish our thought there on what we were talking about? <laughs> oh, about the redeemable. Yes, yes. Okay. let's finish that then go so, to your deal. So yeah, so what we're saying about not being redeemable is there are some things, whenever God says this is what we divide from, when God says this is darkness, this is wicked, you can't take that and just put a Christian veneer on it. You can't take Halloween and, and say I'm walking. You know, it's like trying to go to a satanic concert and say, I'm just going to lift my hands and only worship Jesus. <laughs> you know, you're literally, it's not redeemable. <laughs> that made me laugh because you know? the imagery there. Can yeah. you imagine someone doing that? I mean, yeah, but that's that's, that's kind of the, yeah, the thing. That's, yeah. Yeah, but the now if you're going to that concert and you're standing out there and, and preaching and love and you want to hand out tracks, well, that's redeemable. Praise God. Again, if, if someone comes to your door or if God leads you to go out on the street, preach the gospel on Halloween, then praise God. Go do that. That is amazing. But to take part in the wickedness, to take part in this, that's where we're saying there's nothing about this. Now, when you look at other holidays, Resurrection Sunday, actual Easter part, there's a lot of wickedness there. That's a whole other podcast. But if we'll you're it. on we'll church, get it. we'll get it. April, yeah. Yeah. Come April, we're going to do it. Yeah, we'll do that. But if you're celebrating the resurrection on Sunday, that's Praise God, we're celebrating the resurrection, the fruit. not the Easter bunny and the eggs and all that. See, there, there's the redemption is in Christ. Amen. But with Halloween, there is no, well, I'm going to, you know, it's it's all darkness. It's literally a, a satanic holiday. You gave the origins of it. That's exactly the truth. That's where it comes from. And I've, you know, I'd heard about that even growing up. So this is real history. This is real stuff. Yeah, and I didn't get it perfect. You can go back and, and read for yourself. There's like thousands of articles. Mm-hmm. And, um, like I said, those were like generally the, the, the most common things that I saw. Yeah. Like most people were saying at least those couple things that I said. Good history is done is historical consensus because even with other things and and we learn at school, you know, Yeah, I read, I read one article that was talking about the Jack Lantern and how it was like, um, from this, he's either Scottish or Irish, Irish guy. His name was Jack and he made a deal with Satan and then turned on him, and but he, God wouldn't accept him, and Satan wouldn't accept him, so he was forced to roam the earth with his little pumpkin or gourd that was had a candle in it, and and, and he was the reason they did Jack and Lanterns to keep yeah. Jack away or whatever. Yeah. And, but I only read that in like one article, yeah. so I, I didn't feel the need to share that with you as like legitimate history because it just came from one yeah. article about it out of like the seven or eight I read. But the whole point though is there's plenty of research people can do if they really want yeah, to know. You can... But even if we didn't know the history, we can look at modern day, what's going on right now. I mean, I go down my street and houses are covered with ghosts and skeletons and, and literally witches death. and blood. It's all death. death. It's all, but, but those same houses, and I know one of them is my a far away neighbor I actually witnessed to, they don't have a cross out front. What you know, I don't either, but I'm just saying they they're they're not standing up yeah. for Christ. Can you imagine if people like this this goes out to all Christian people who decorate their houses with webs and, 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 and ghosts and, and and just stupid crap. Think about if they would get that zealous and that excited about decorating their house yeah. with the things of God money on this stuff, you know, yeah. these you go into Hobby Lobby. I don't know if Hobby Lobby well, sells it, but you know, Jalen, even like the place where people get their costumes, the name of the store is called spirit. Yeah. Wow. It's called spirit. Yeah. That's where you're going to get your costumes at. Oh, my son's going to be Mario for Halloween. Yeah. I'm going to go to spirit to get it, yeah. man. I wouldn't go into that store. <laughs> Might get something attached to you. Yeah. And, and 
demons are real and people need them cast out i mean jesus spent his ministry casting out devils he gave us authority over the demonic he said in mark 16 in my name they will cast out devils they will speak with new tongues Mm -hmm. so people legitimately um have demons at times and and Mm -hmm. and in, in Christ's day, there were two things I saw. I saw some where it's extreme, kind of like you think of the exorcism movie, which, again, people shouldn't be watching I would call that, that full-blown possession. Yeah, yeah, they're just filled with demons. This person had le- a legion in the Bible, and it was he was had a supernatural strength. I mean, it was, like, legitimately crazy. But then there were people in the synagogue who, until Jesus came, until the anointing was there, would manifest. they didn't manifest. And so demons are—they can be intelligent. They can give people—in Acts 16, the woman had— the power of divination, and she was making money because she had a demon. But when Paul cast it out, their their fortune was gone. They were mad because she couldn't do yeah, her he, he took divination. Their money. Yeah. And so we were talking about movie stars, rock stars. Some of them literally worship for occult power and magic. Literally, they've admitted to it that they right. will sell themselves over. Now they can be saved too. You know, they yeah. they can still come to Christ. But it talks about giving yourself to over to darkness in scripture it talks about you gain the whole world and lose your soul so there's people that knowingly do this they they give themselves over to darkness so they can have power but here's the crazy thing if you watch them years later a lot of these people they become depressed suicidal they lose Mm -hmm. their money sometimes they get in scandal Mm -hmm. because it's misery Mm -hmm. it's literally they have the whole world and they're still miserable i just want to add and just sorry, I keep saying I just want to add, but no, hey, um, this is good. Um, people may say to me, and I've, I'll probably hear it said after this. Come on, dude! Like, you really think all the stuff that you read about the origins of Halloween? You think that's legit? Like, honestly, like someone just posted that, or or, or you know, wrote that article just to scare people. It's a scare tactic, or it's it, it's whatever. And my counter argument to that would be like, well, then why do the people who worship Satan, literal Satan worshippers, tell you? That it's legit. If it's yeah. not legit, why do, why is there a whole following and a whole church of Satan that will tell you the same thing? Yes. And they'll tell you that there's power. There's power in that night. They be, If they believe that the veil is at its thinnest between the, the dead and the living, wow. you know, why wouldn't we be like, oh, okay. Well, if the guy that worships Satan says that on this spooky day, the veil is the thinnest, yeah. why would I participate in that day? They believe it. You should too, especially as a as a believer. You know what I mean. The Bible talks about it. The Bible talks about f- false idol worship. The Bible talks about sacrificing kids to Moloch. I mean, it talks about all the things that these people say is real and legit. Amen. And a convicting statistic for you: only about two percent. It might be more now, but about two percent of Christians consistently witness. You know, and I know we all need to do that more and be more of a witness. But how many Christians partake in Halloween? Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? This, a lot. This, we, we, again, we're so open to the ways of the world. We're so open to everything the world offers. But are we out here standing for Christ? Mm-hmm. Are we planting the flag of righteousness and saying, God, I want to shout about the kingdom, not about the world, not about, I want to bring people into the kingdom. Right. Not go where they are and just live there. See, Christ was around sinners, mm-hmm. but he was still Christ. He didn't participate. They came and they got changed. Yeah, we shouldn't be bringing 
like back to like the repackaging thing. We shouldn't be bringing the culture's way of living into God's house. We should be taking God's house to the streets. Yes. You know, we shouldn't bring in Halloween in hopes to bring in members to the body. We need to take the church to the people who participate in Halloween. Amen. Not vice versa. Absolutely. You know, so. Amen. Well, can I give that quick testimony about yes. my family member? Yes. Yeah, the, the uh, Ouija board, right? Uh, it was that, and it was also the tarot card. So yeah. I'm not going to even say who this was. Um, this is somebody in my family, a very close family member, who I grew up with, and they, their whole life, never really had mental problems, was normal, everything was fine. But then this person began to travel, kind of get into some different cultures, and along the way got into, um, you know, different occult practices, spirit guides, which is where you kind of like astral projection and you have a spirit that will guide you into this experience. Um, Christian tarot cards or maybe even real tarot cards, but it's all the same. So fortune telling, all that kind of stuff. When they started opening this door, this family member literally, they tried to say they have schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. And this was never um, in their life. And there is actually a scripture in Isaiah, and I didn't write it down, but you can look this up. And it talks about how when you get into the occult practices, you can actually go mad. Um, you can actually lose your mind. Wow. It, there's a scripture that talks about that. I wish I would have. But this family member got into a lot of this stuff and literally had to go to a kind of like an institution for like a few weeks or a month got on medicine and this was probably four or five years ago that that this kind of it got really bad and they kind of came out of it a little well i confronted this family member and i said hey i think you've opened yourself up to demonic spirits and that person was open at the time for me to cast those spirits out so i began to do this you know in the name of jesus come out and I actually saw this person begin to manifest. Her, her head was writhing. I actually saw her face change. Mm. And she actually cried out, Jesus of Nazareth, have mercy on me. She gave me her, her uh, angel cards to burn. Mm. So I went and burned them. But I told her, I gave her a Bible. I told her the gospel. And, and I'll be honest with you at that time, you know, Maybe she didn't fully get delivered, but I did tell her this. So regardless, I told her, when you go home, back to where you live, you have to get rid of your crystals. You have to get rid of you know, anything that's tied to this. you yeah. got to let this stuff go. Mm-hmm. If you don't, this is going to come back. You have to give yourself. I mean, you know, really, you've got to repent and put your faith in Christ. You've got to live for the Lord and, and let mm-hmm. all this stuff go because that's your open door. Mm-hmm. Um, this was real. I really saw her manifest. I mean, her face, she was contorting. Yeah. I spent about an hour. So anyways, but she did not let that stuff go. She's still doing all of that today. Now it's even worse to the point where I can't even really talk to her about the gospel. She was so open then. She let me practice deliverance on her. She was crying out to the Lord, but she didn't close that door. And today, if I try to talk to her, especially if I get into the cross and forgiveness of sin, oh, I'm not a sinner. I don't sin. I don't, I, I'm perfect, whole, and complete. That's a new age lie. They, they think you have to speak that over yourself. I'm perfect, whole, and complete. She won't, she'll get angry if I even try to talk about Christ dying for our sin. It's an offense. The Bible talks about the offense of the cross. Is, um, 
I think it's in John where Jesus cast the, he talks about casting the evil spirit out of the person and they're good for a season and the house is kept Matthew up. 12. Is it Matthew 12? And then a bunch more come back. Seven more. Yeah. And they go through tri places. And here's what it says. That rem- Dude, that testimony, that's the first thing I thought of. Yes. Like, like maybe you did cast yes. something out of her. And, but she didn't get rid of, she man. Didn't she didn't clean the, the house. She didn't close the door. Yeah. And they came back, man. Yeah. That reminds me of that. That's, that's crazy. That's exactly it. And that's what I told her that I really believe. I said, you have to close this door. And when I went to her house probably six months ago, literally, and I stayed the night there. Um, number one, I know the Lord protects me. And so I wasn't. Anyways, I went there. Her whole downstairs is filled with idols and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a room upstairs and it didn't have anything in it. But honestly, that whole next day, I had a headache. I wasn't feeling good. Um, there was definitely like spiritual darkness. I mean, you could literally just, it, it's oh, yeah. I know what you're so about. heartbreaking. I've, 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 I've felt darkness. You And you can tell when you go to someone's house. Mm-hmm. Like when I come here, there's peace in your home. Uh, Pastor Dwight Stilley, I used to watch his house when he would go on vacation. Peace of God is there, my granny's home. She's a godly woman, peace of the Lord. But other people's houses, you can go in and you can tell there's a demonic stronghold. You can tell this is a territory where wicked spirits are just allowed to just kind of roam and do what they want. So anyways, but that's the testimony is she never had these problems. But when she started opening herself up, the that stuff came in. And open doors are real. When you begin to play with darkness... You are opening the door to the demonic realm, and you're inviting that stuff in. You're saying, you know what? You can have you can have a place in my life, you know. Wow. And that door needs to be closed. And there's freedom. There's deliverance. Christ has the power. Amen. He has the power yeah. to forgive us, to deliver us, to heal us, whatever we need. The demons tremble. The Bible says they know that Jesus is Lord. They know He's the Son of God. But the problem is, a lot of times we don't. And even if we do, we don't pay attention to the realm of darkness we're so used to this american culture where preachers kind of always preach these inspirational sermons and some of them are good messages but they don't ever deal with the deeper things of god's word and this is so important it really is so yeah it is i mean and like we said earlier at some point there has to be a stand that's taken in god's house we all three of us i can say and i'd say there's several more people that long for the day where Christianity as a whole says enough with darkness. Mm-hmm. We're not yes. going to take any part in darkness. We're done with Halloween. We're done with the celebration of, of, of witchcraft, of crystals, of, of new ageism, of all the things the that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, of all the things that are repackaged as, you know, good spiritual things. We, we don't want nothing to do with it. Yeah. Yes. We, 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 I long for the day when there's no more trunk or treats. <laughs> I long for the day when the pastor gives a convicting, sermon leading up to Halloween telling people don't participate in darkness I long for that day yeah. when we when we literally not us sitting here but as a as a, a, a yeah, as a unified body that we are so convicted on these dark things that we're like lord let's turn away from it let's yeah. let's get rid of all this nonsense this this crap i mean that's what it is it's crap yeah it's total absolutely crap. absolutely amen to that is there anything you guys want to add anything else? If, as we close, I'll just give a quick gospel presentation. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. If yes. there's nothing else that you all have. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sure there was. I'm, I may think of it all. Because I'm way. okay on time as far as that goes. Yeah. You know, just 
want to make sure. Oh, there's nothing did we, we talk about on. how like um, in the Old Testament, the penalty for witchcraft was? I think we mentioned it, but he touched on it. Did he? There's okay. practices. You know, do some research in in the Book of Deuteronomy. You can look this up. In Leviticus, I think. Leviticus too. for sure. Um, you know, in the Law of Moses and and the Old Covenant, there was the death penalty for witchcraft. And again, we know witchcraft is one of the huge emphasis of Halloween. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's witches and all this stuff is part of Halloween. Um, and witches love this time of year. Well, and you know, to just put it into perspective, any sort of like um, action or anything like that that you try to communicate with the dead, yeah, that's witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just so you know, just just so. Like Seances. witchcraft is not like Harry Potter just using a wand and like casting spells. Like that's like witchcraft is a very broad well, spectrum of darkness. It gives you a whole list of these occult practices mm-hmm. in the Bible. It talks about uh, soothsaying, you know, necromancy, uh, which is a part of that. Seances. Necromancy is another thing that's communicating with the dead. Mm-hmm. Divination is talked about in Acts 16 and in uh, Leviticus and Deuteronomy. Um, she was like, it's like fortune telling. It's telling yeah. the future, but and not like today that would be fortune telling, palm reading the, yeah. the the cards. I mean, those are all forms yeah. of witchcraft of yes. necromancy. Yes. Now the Bible talks about prophecy in the Christian sense, where God can still speak to you and give you a word of prophecy, but that's different from fortune telling mm-hmm. and false you know, prophecy and yeah. false prophecy. Yes. Right. So the Bible gives a whole list of these things, but it all really comes back to witchcraft, divination, sorcery, really all of this occult practices, right. dark practices. So when we say witchcraft and you think like, oh, I don't, I don't cast spells on anyone. Okay. Well, it's, it's a broader spectrum than that. Like <laughs> Reading, it, it, omens or like your sign your zodiac sign yeah, your, yep. what's the other one astrology horoscope basically what what you're doing in that you're looking to other places for power and, and the knowledge. bible says only god you know only right. one god and knowledge you're you're you know the bible even says in isaiah 30 they go down to egypt to ask knowledge of pharaoh but not of me mm-hmm. now that when isaiah wrote that that was like a thousand years after they had been delivered from egypt <laughs> yeah. right but god was using it as a type and shadow saying they want to go down and ask knowledge and wisdom at the hand of pharaoh and he was wicked yeah. but mm-hmm. they don't want to ask of my hand and God right. says, you are trusting in the shadow of Egypt. You're trusting in the shadow of Pharaoh. And he said, that will be your shame. He said, you're asking counsel, but not of my hand. Right. See, so people are seeking, and we see this with superhero movies, yep. um, you know, all this kind of stuff, that people are craving the supernatural, but a lot of times they're not seeking it from God. They're seeking it in all the other ways. So, so. what are some other forms of witchcraft, Jalen? We, we, um, we got divination we talked about necromancy uh i don't really know soothsaying if that's another word for well, divination yeah I, I don't know if that well you, and there's also which this is this is kind of off topic but i've heard of like a demonic tongue just like there is an angelic tongue yeah absolutely. there's a demonic tongue as well oh yeah um, well and satan can anoint people um not the anointing is only the Holy Spirit, but it, like a false anointing to give people power mm-hmm. to speak things or to to do things like like demonic tongues. Um, astral projection is another, like if you've ever experienced anything with that. Yes, played with that. That's another form of witchcraft. It says soothsaying is synonyms divination, foretelling, okay. fortune telling. So. so yeah, another word for yeah fortune telling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes witchcraft can also be seen through manipulation. Yeah. Um, even. Even in like a relationship, 
if you're constantly trying to manipulate someone. Um, that's kind of a minor form of witchcraft in a way. You're you're literally being manipulative, evil. You're you're trying to control them. You're mm-hmm. trying to dominate them. You know, through just just being manipulative. You know, and mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny that even in I believe it's First uh, Samuel, it talks about how rebellion is as iniquity and idolatry and as the sin of witchcraft. Yeah, it's First Samuel fifteen twenty three. You know, so even that we see. It, it's something we wouldn't automatically think of. Mm-hmm. So God looks at this, you know, and again, it goes back to rejecting the authority of God mm-hmm. and seeking after to live. Because even Satanism, it's all about living for yourself. Uh-huh. And, of course, worshiping the devil, it's about being your own God. It's rejecting the authority of God and saying, I can live for myself. And that's really what a lot of the witchcraft and all this mm-hmm. stuff boils down to. It's looking outside of the Lord. It's mm-hmm. saying, I can have power through divination, through spirit guides, through these good spirits or whatever you want to call it, yeah. but you're not looking to the one true God of the Scripture. So what would you say to people who say, well, Jalen, I don't do any of that. All I do is let my kids trick-or-treat and get candy. I would say come out from among them and be separate. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say take a stand and say this is trick-or-treating as part of Halloween, which is dark, and I would say we're going to do we're not going to do that. You know, we're just going to live for the Lord. That's it's it's that simple. And some people may not understand it. We can be gracious to our f- friends and neighbors wherever they're at, meet them where they are. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. You know? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering when he's going to say that. Amen. I think it's important to um, one of our favorite preachers, Isaiah Saldivar on YouTube. He talks about this a lot, especially if you have younger kids and they talk about, oh, you know, they start to see other people doing these costume things and it looks so much fun. And from a young age, if you implant in them, like our family is anointed. We are called for a higher purpose. You know, the Lord calls us to do, to do all of these things for him. We're going to be separate from this. I think they can start to understand it more and they will start to seek out things in which they, you know, oh, I'm anointed for this. I'm, I'm not going to participate in these worldly things. It's all about, you know, showing them the truth of God instead of just saying, oh, we're not going to do that. You, you know, kids, kids are smart, you know, yeah. and, and they have faith. So if you, if you show them like why we aren't doing these things, it's because God's called us to a higher purpose. He's anointed our family for such a time as this, and we're not going to take part in it. It's, it, it's really not hard. <laughs> Amen. You know? Yeah. And I'm just going to boast in the Lord real quick. Our, um, and this is all his doing. It's not our own doing. Our three-year-old is really, really smart. Amen. He picks up on a lot of stuff that he shouldn't pick up on <laughs> and uh, but we've told him that there is no such thing as Santa Claus he knows that Santa Claus is not real we have from a time he's been just a little bitty baby we've tried to really say this is Jesus's we celebrate the birth of Jesus on Christmas it's yes. not about presents it's not about Santa Claus he's not real race started preschool this year yep, and he tells and he he's already preschool. said <laughs> Yeah, at our house we don't believe in Santa Claus. We we celebrate Jesus, but at three years old, that's what we're that that that, that you know. I guarantee you, I didn't have that kind of understanding, or at least I didn't pick up on what my parents were trying to teach me at three. Yeah. But for some reason, he understands that, and that's all God's doing. That's not Allie and I's doing. Yeah. We're just trying to put it into practice. But for him to actually retain it and understand, well, he doesn't fully understand, but he's at least. Um, picking up on it mm-hmm. and able to 
remember it and know that's, I mean, that's, that speaks to God's infinite wisdom right there. In my opinion, I mean, it's most kid, most three-year-olds are just like, I've got to eat and I've got to, you know, (laughs) harass my brother. And then I've got to go play with toys (laughs) and go to the bathroom. Like that's all a three-year-old does, man. That's and but (laughs) that little boy in there, he, um, he's special. Amen. And it's, it's all God's doing. All right. Well, I don't. I think we've covered just about everything you want to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll just give a quick. Um, you know, if you're listening to this, you know, and you're not a Christian, and you say, "Okay, well, I've I've been involved in witchcraft," or maybe you're just not a believer in Christ. You know, the Bible makes it very simple. You're supposed to repent, which means to turn from your sin. Um, you know, we've all sinned, and we, you know, the Word tells us. You know, we've lied, we've stolen, we've done all of these things. You know, we've had lust and hatred and. Um, in other words, we've offended a holy God. And so that's really the first thing is you need to be humble enough to say, God, I have sinned against you. And the second thing, which is really the most important, is to trust in the Lord, to really put your faith in Jesus that when he died on the cross and rose from the dead, that he was actually dying the death that you deserved. He was actually taking your place on the cross so that you could go free on the day of judgment. So I just want to extend that offer to you that if you don't know the Lord today, all you have to do is to turn to say, I'm going to lay down my sin and to trust in Jesus, to put your faith. And when you do, when you truly turn to Christ, the Bible says you'll be born again. Mm -hmm. You will have a new heart with new desires. You know, you're not going to be perfect and you'll go through sanctification. Even the first year or two, you might be a mess. Mm -hmm. But honestly, your whole life, you're always going to be growing in the Lord. But but there will be a change. You will be literally born again. You will literally be born from above. That old person will be dead. Amen. Amen. And secondly, last thing I'll say, if you're a Christian watching this, we've given you the information. We've given you, you know, scripture, God's word. And, you know, like I was telling Jacob the other day, I know a lot of godly people that take their kids trick or treating. I'm not sitting here saying you're not a brother or sister in Christ. But now that you've heard this, because if you've made it this far in the podcast, you know, you've obviously listened this whole time. You you really have no excuse. And the only excuse would be the fear of man, really. Um, to say, I'm, I'm worried about what the world thinks. And so, you know, just take this before the Lord and know that we still love you. And if you disagree with us, then, you know, that's between you and God. But we've given you the truth and we don't apologize for it, you know. No. Nope. So, and, and it's not something that, you know, I will make a big division over yeah. and, and get super duper like hateful over. But, um, you know, we're not going to participate in darkness. And like Jalen said, for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. A so. lot of times other people are the ones that make the division when you put this stuff up they automatically say we're dividing and then they divide it's kind of like with the gifts of the spirit and cessationism you know baptists and pentecostals sometimes it's not even that the the pentecostals want to divide from the baptists it's the baptist divides or vice versa so as we're preaching this to you we're just giving you the truth. We're telling you what the Word of God says. We love you. We truly pray that you'll take this before God like the Bereans did. Take to, to, to God's Word. You know, and I know so many people in my own life that they're not allowing God's Word to be the authority. That's right. And that's really the thing. I remember when I first started reading it, every day I would get convicted. Mm-hmm. I remember the main thing was about lust when I read about that or about my own words yeah. or yeah. gossip. I would come across these scriptures in the, New Te- in the New Testament, and my heart would just be pricked, you know, the more I read it. And to this day, His Word is sanctifying. So just go to God's Word and, and ask God to cleanse your heart, cleanse your mind, 
and give you a desire to serve him. And I believe he'll give you these convictions that you can begin to have a new boldness in your life. Amen. Awesome. What a word. Praise God. All right. Well, I think we can close this thing out with with some prayer. I'll let you guys do that. I think we all should do a little little bit of it. Sure. Just let's all just, I'll start it and Allie can take over and then Jalen can go. Sure. Absolutely. Father, tonight we humbly come before you and just say thank you. Yes, Lord. Thank you for keeping us from darkness and thank you for giving us the spiritual discernment to separate from the world. Lord, my prayer tonight is to let everyone listening, let them be convicted in their own darkness and call them out of it, God, and let them give into that conviction because we know that the conviction comes from the Holy Spirit. So for people listening, if you are convicted, my prayer is that God pulls you out of that darkness. So Lord, tonight, pull people out of darkness, separate them from the world, and as always, bless everyone listening to this podcast and bless everyone that's going to listen to it in the future. Lord, I pray for all of the um, the Christians who have seen the evil of Halloween and aren't participating anymore. Lord, I pray that you just continue to give us and them like a boldness um, from the Holy Spirit that we would just continue to be a light and we would stake our flag in the ground and really place our trust on you and show the world truly what your will is lord and that you called us to be righteous and you called us out of the darkness lord i just pray that you give us all just a boldness tonight to move forward and continue preaching your word yes father i want to ask you also that you will allow this podcast to you know reach many people Mm -hmm. lord you know the ears of those who will listen father and even those who maybe a, a simple seed could be planted. So, Father, I do ask you by your Holy Spirit that you will allow this to reach people, that people will hear this, they will see it, and that this wouldn't be censored either, God, mm-hmm. that you would just mm-hmm. give us favor. And also, Lord, anyone that's listening that has demonic spirits in them, demonic strongholds, Lord, we just speak life over them. We ask you to send people that would have a an anointing in their life to see that and and to cast those spirits out mm-hmm. lord that people would wake up and and know that they need to be set free and only christ can do it in the name of jesus Amen. lord i pray you'll give us revelation of the authority of the name of christ the blood of the lamb mm-hmm. lord the power of your resurrection God, that there might be freedom in your church, that there might be freedom in this nation yet again, spiritually, Lord. Mm -hmm. Father, in Jesus' name, we just worship you, we praise you, we give you all the glory. Amen. 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 Praise God. Awesome. All right, everyone. That's it for the trumpet of truth. Halloween can go to hell. God (laughs) passed. I said God. What I said? uh, Podcast. (laughs) It's getting late. All right, guys. Have a good night. God bless.